0: Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder and we are so excited to finally announce that our YouTube membership plan is live. This is a single tier plan called Thunder Crew. And it features custom badges, emojis, priority replies to comments, early access to new videos, recognition on my channel page and descriptions, access to members-only playlists like an expanded stories to fall asleep to playlist, a longer slash spicier slash tons of updates stories playlist. Also, periodic YouTube members-only live streams and... 15% A 15% off coupon for our spring swag store that is unlimited use for you all of this is only $6.99 per month you can now hit the join button on my youtube channel page to become a member of the thunder crew and as always we appreciate your support Why am I the astronaut for crying and ruining my husband's birthday weekend? For my husband's 40th birthday, I, 37 female, planned a small weekend getaway to the mountains. I booked a hotel and whitewater rafting trip, found a sitter for our kids, and filled the hotel with balloons. I got a cake from his favorite bakery and packed all of his favorite snacks for the drive. We've had a rough couple of years and haven't taken a trip alone together since we had kids, so I was very excited to get away and relax, just the two of us. The first two days of the trip were great. On the third day, I had planned for us to drive to a nearby ski resort and explore take the ski lift into the forest and enjoy a late lunch before driving back home. The night before our last day, his friend called him and offered us an hour driving on his four wheelers. And my husband replied, that is way more fun than what we had planned. I can actually do this now. He never asked me if I wanted to switch the plans. He just did it. As we drove to the cabin to get the four-wheelers, I tried to put on a good face and go with the flow. It was his birthday weekend, and I wanted him to have fun, but the more the day wore on, the more hurt I felt. I had to wait a long time for my husband to access the four-wheelers. I was dressed for exploring a ski resort, not riding in four-wheelers on dusty roads, and my clothes and shoes were completely filthy when we finished. I offered a few times to drive us to the ski resort, but he turned me down and said he didn't want to do that anymore. At this point, there was not much else for us to do in the tiny mountain town and nowhere to eat, so he decided to end the trip four hours early and head back home. I was crushed. I felt like he didn't even like what I had planned, changed plans without consulting me, and didn't want to be alone with me anymore. I felt unappreciated. I still wanted to preserve the weekend, so I didn't say anything and got very quiet. He kept asking me if I was okay and if something was wrong, and I would just say everything is fine. He kept pushing, and I ended up breaking down and sobbing, yelling that he didn't appreciate anything that I had done for him that weekend. He said that he had asked me several times what was wrong and that I could have spoken up at any time and said that I really wanted to go to the ski resort, but I never did. I felt like when I offered to drive to the ski resort, that was a clear sign that I wanted to go, and I didn't want to push him into doing something he didn't want to do on his birthday weekend. We argued almost the entire drive home while I cried. I feel terrible for not keeping a brave face and for crying and yelling, but I am also still really hurt. I feel like this is how we will remember his birthday trip forever, that he was insensitive and we fought and I cried, instead of the fun we had the two days before. Should I have said that I was excited for the ski resort and told him no to riding four wheelers? Am I the asshole? For breaking down and crying and ruining his birthday trip. Interesting, interesting. So this is this is this is really tough. On the one hand, yes, it's his birthday. On the other hand, he as a uh, as a party in a married couple has to be mindful of how he's being received or how his actions may have rippling effects on the relationship in his marriage has to at least be mindful of it um in this case wasn't aware of that at all and was really only focused on the fun stuff that he wanted to do he said or op says down in here that he says he asked several times what was wrong but it sounded like at least in the initial telling of the story that didn't happen until after everything was done when he said i asked several times and that she could have spoken up at any point there made it seem like he was asking earlier on. If And if that's the case, that is a factor that changes things a little bit because it's an opportunity. If OP was given more opportunities to speak up and express herself here earlier on, that does have an impact. If it's an after-the-fact, like, hey, everything's done, there's no way to change anything now, but what's wrong? Then that's, that's a different thing. I understand OP's position here, like, not being conflicted. Like, am I allowed to care because it's not my, it's his birthday weekend. I am hurt. And again, you can't you can't be an asshole for feeling away. You can only be the asshole for how you act on those feelings. I understand the position you're in here. So you felt something. Those feelings couldn't help but ooze through your expressions or your demeanor, I'm sure, but you didn't plan on confronting him. You didn't plan, you plan on salvaging the weekend. I understand that. Now, what you did act on was after he pried it out of you. And that's something we have to consider too. This wasn't something you just belted out. This is something that he kept asking and asking and asking until you finally let it out so he asked and come what may in that regard so uh this is tough it's i i don't know if this is an everyone sucks here because everybody could have handled something differently or if this is an nta on op's part um and and husband probably should have done something differently by thinking about what what his actions would cause here everyone should have communicated better no one's the asshole we might be there unfortunately we don't have a rating for that the closest thing we have is an everyone sucks here because everybody everybody should have done something differently which. Actually, if we're referring to the scale here, if you should have done something differently, that's an Ascon 3 thing. It's on the Ascon scale. It doesn't mean they're an asshole for it. They're a little bit of one because they both should have done it differently. Or did OP, maybe OP is a four here because she could have done it differently. Uh, but, but the information was pried out of her, and uh, and maybe hubby in this case is a three. Either way, if they're both registering on the scale here, I think we haven't everybody sucks here because everybody could have or should have done something differently. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Update for Husband Accused Me of Financial Infidelity. First post, Husband was furious that I spent 5K on a gaming computer, desk, and chair, even though we are high-income earners in a great financial position, and I use my own allotment of fun money within our established rules. Second post, Husband told me he was actually upset that he feels I'm not professionally ambitious enough because I'm not on the executive track like he is and that despite my working full time, he wanted me to cook fancier meals, set the table in a more elegant way and dress up more for dinner. Yes, like a 1950s housewife. Update. So the more I thought about it, the more his requests demands, really, were sitting poorly with me. I decided to try a little experiment over the weekend to see what would happen if I tried to meet some of his demands, not because I actually thought they were reasonable, but because I increasingly had the sense that the goalposts would just keep moving and that I was playing a losing game. So, Saturday morning, I went to the salon for a glow-up, haircut, fresh highlights, mani-pedi, then went to the farmer's market to pick up fresh flowers for our table and assorted other gourmet ingredients. Saturday is usually our date night out, but I suggested we stay in so I could make us a special dinner. Steakhouse style, lobster bisque, bread basket with several types of rolls and savory muffins made from scratch, crab stuffed mushrooms, filet mignon, au gratin potatoes, white chocolate mousse topped with raspberries. Holy crap. That sounds amazing. Yeah, she gave it, she gave it the full throttle test here. She's like, oh, if he don't like this, I know something's going on. I wore a lavender, his favorite color on me, sheath dress and high heels and fully done hair and makeup. For all that, I got a lukewarm, Thanks, it was tasty. And a kiss on the cheek. Boop! Of course I did all the serving and cleaning up. Sunday, we usually go out, but he suggested I make us a brunch at home. So I made French press coffee, mimosas with fresh squeezed orange juice, Belgian waffles with a banana's foster topping, eggs scrambled with parmesan and fresh herbs from our garden, roasted fingerling potatoes, and maple glazed bacon. I wore a blue sleeveless sundress, wedge sandals, again did my hair and makeup, again I got a... Thanks. It's good. And no help with serving or cleanup. Okay. All right, bro. Afterwards, I asked if this is what he had in mind when he critiqued me before. He said that it was a start, but that I was acting very entitled for wanting credit for basic adulting. If this is basic adulting, then he's failing hard, right? Because he's not holding himself to these standards, too. And uh, also more of these. He then dropped a bomb that he was being so hard on me because he had realized lately I had a lot to make up for due to my being a low value woman. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. At some point, you have to look at somebody like this and be like, okay, you're just trying to detonate something. There's no way that someone would actually be shitty enough to say these things to someone and mean it. There is a way that someone would be saying these things in order to just like cowardly end something or set something ablaze. That's it. For a reaction and that reaction probably being a, all right, we're done. It's through. Cause is it, then it's easy for him, right? The fact that he let this shit come out of his mouth and everything else, else that had already came out of his mouth. He, like, he, he went to Ascon one. He planted a flag. He went to like the next universe's Ascon one. This dude is touching every Ascon one in the multiverse. And this is impressively shitty. Okay. Game on. I asked what on earth he meant by that, and he said it was because I wasn't a virgin when we met. What the fuck? <laughs> what? what? The next thing he's going to bring up, he's like, you know, I'm really disappointed. Um, I'm really, really disappointed that your baby pictures are ugly. I'm really disappointed that you weren't hot as a baby. Disappointed that you came in runner-up for Miss Alabama. The stuff, so OP even says here, what? Keep in mind, we started dating at 21. Neither of us claimed to be virgins or stated that as an expectation. Except for very religious people, neither of us is. I don't think most 21-year-old college students are virgins. I was upfront with him then that I'd been with two previous partners, my high school boyfriend, we went our separate ways when we went to different colleges in different parts of the country, and another boyfriend I'd had my first year of college. And that's it. Both committed relationships and nothing casual. He then went on to say that because of my low value, I was going to need to be making up for it to him for the rest of my life that i didn't deserve monogamy or equal treatment and i was lucky that anyone at all wanted to marry me and that he's connected with someone from work so if i wanted to keep up with him i'd better step up okay here we go there's the big reveal, everybody. There's the big reveal. Okay, so so he's revealed his master plan here. His master plan is uh, he has connected with someone at work, so he's already cheated with her, right? I think we can assume that right now. Um, there is more to the story, though. But just just a timeout to recoup or regroup here. He's met, connected with someone at work, and he says his wife is going to have to be paying for her low value, uh, making it up to him for the rest of her life. So he's essentially... Either trying to knock her self-worth down so low that she accepts what's happening here and is like, yeah, I deserve this. So he's trying to narcissistically gaslight the holy hooey out of her right now or the backup to that plan or maybe the original plan and, and her accepting it is is the backup is to detonate their relationship so it's not a choice he has to make. It is then chosen for him. By him saying all this shit, he is making the choice though. That's what Brozo does not realize here. Okay, game on. I told him it didn't sound like there was anything to keep if he no longer loved me or even liked or respected me. Told him to leave and and he said he would gladly go to his girlfriend's place. Oh, 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 Not just someone you connected with at work. It's been going on enough for you to call her girlfriend. Talk about moving goalposts, dude. I know so many people here insisted he was having an affair and I just didn't want to see it. That his complaints were really all part of a campaign to distance himself from me. Or beat you down so you'd accept it and he could be polygamous. And that's that's kind of where he was going here. He said you didn't deserve monogamy. So he had a seed of maybe she'll be okay with this in there. I feel so foolish for just thinking he was going through a stressful time at work or that he genuinely wanted to work on our marriage. Anyway, I have taken taken the week off from work to get my head together, have an appointment with a lawyer tomorrow, canceled the marriage counseling appointment, but got a referral to an individual therapist who can do an intake session with me later this week. He and the girlfriend apparently are coming this evening to get more of his clothes and things. So I have to brace myself for that. Also, please be assured I do not think I am low value in any way. I let my husband make me think less of myself on some levels for a short time, but now that I truly see it was a him problem. Obviously, we don't share the same goals and values, and he has become someone I don't recognize. I know the divorce won't be fun or easy, but I will be okay. Thank you all for helping me see that I was being played before I wasted too much more time in a marriage that was already over. I mean, yay, but shit. Shit thank you to OP for following through here with an additional update an update to the update and with some finality and closure in there and i'm glad i mean this this is where this is where these stories and being able to give f- feedback um not just here but in the reddit community and aita readers overall which there are a ton of on tiktok and we're big fans of most if not all of them nothing but respect for them and and for those of you out there who watch multiple ait ra- readers good you can love us all uh we're not about comparing ourselves to others or or shitting on them at all this is where this community is so actually helpful because people give feedback and help people see things that they wouldn't otherwise have seen themselves and in her case she didn't see something that i didn't see the first story the very first original post Where it was just, you know, it was him getting pissed off because she spent, wanted to spend a chunk of money on a gaming setup and he blew all of his fun money. So he was butthurt about it. I did not see then that this was going to lead to him already being cheating and trying to narcissistically gaslight, beat her down so that she either submitted and and accepted polygamy or that she would just leave and make it easy for him because he was a total jackass, brozo, Ascon one coward. Can that be his official title? I got to remember all that. I forgot it already. Could you tell where this was headed? Candy Thunder could. What she saw from the very beginning was that he was trying to manipulate her into leaving him, basically. That cowardly route, right? I'm going to do so much damage in, in such a short amount of time to this relationship that it's going to implode. And that will make my decision easier. That way, I am not leaving her for someone else. Our relationship just happens to end. And I just happen to be with someone else afterward. My point is, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. With the first story, didn't see it. Second story, I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Just wow. How much less pain would it have been for everyone if this had just been a I'm going to be honest with you conversation instead of trying to. Oh my gosh. Um, Game of Thrones. This is like Cersei level of fuckery, right? This is Cersei level of manipulation, of playing the game. Uh the, the damage that he was willing to inflict to not have to to do this hard thing with telling the truth and being honest, uh, is one of the most cowardly things that I've heard. It this is absolute horseshit. Terrible. Terrible. says is Am I the Askinob because I brought my friend a cake for his birthday. For as long as I, 44 female, have known my friend, 48 male, he has had a cookout for his birthday and invited friends over. He always gets the same cake from the same bakery. Last year that bakery shut down so I had planned on trying to recreate it for him. I couldn't so I decided I'd bring him his second favorite kind of cake. I waited to hear about the usual cookout and nothing was ever said, so I texted him and asked. He said he wasn't doing one this year because he's been so busy with work. I thought he might still like a cake, so I made him a German chocolate cake. On his birthday, I waited until evening and went over to his place to drop it off. His girlfriend looked pissed but didn't say anything, and he thanked me but offered me a piece of the cake that she had baked him. Shots fired! Shots fired! It was a close copycat of the bakery's cake. I usually get along all right with his girlfriend, but she didn't look happy the whole time I was there. When I left, she followed me outside and told me while it was a nice gesture, I should have asked one of them before bringing a whole other cake over because it'll probably go to waste and she could have told me something else to bring. I told her I can bring my friend treats and gifts if I want and she retorted with, just because you can do something doesn't always mean that you should and went back inside. Last night, my friend texted me to thank me but said I overstepped a little bit again by doing something for him that his girlfriend always covers and does and that I really should start checking with with her i think she had an over-the-top reaction about a cake but the fact that he's agreeing with her i have to ask if i'm the one being an asshole here mm. the the cake was just the the um the, ob- the the cake was the first shot that started this battle right it, it could have been anything it could have been any any item that was something he cared about that she brought over that girlfriend had already covered and she would have been mad about it um they said they typically got along well though the girlfriend has some insecurities that were obviously brought to surface here by the friend bringing this thing. Now, if the friend brought this thing, with some kind of romantic agenda, then obviously there's a problem there. If it was as innocent as it has been presented to us by OP here, then she OP would have to recognize that the girlfriend is going to get a little offended by that because she also baked a cake. And if they had communicated together, if friend had checked with her, none of this would have happened and it would have been fine. Probably would have strengthened their bond and also shown the girlfriend that she has enough respect to communicate through her rather than just bringing something up. That was the same thing that the girlfriend brought. All could have been avoided. It is OP firing back here saying, I'll do what I want. I can bring my friend treats if I want to. That's the moment where this whole thing pivoted for me into something that could have been innocent that has now turned shitty. And let's ignore all the cake stuff leading up to that point. In a vacuum, OP was the asshole in that encounter right there. Girlfriend may have a reason to be concerned, not necessarily because of OP, but maybe because of her boyfriend or husband or whatever. Boyfriend, boyfriend, yes. Maybe she has a reason to be concerned. I think the respectful thing to do here would have been to communicate through her anyway. It is when OP fires back and says, I'll do whatever the hell I want, basically, that I think she became really the asshole in this thing. If it was innocent at that moment, she could have been like, you know what, you're right. I'm sorry um uh, I can take it back if you want I should have done that I will definitely do it next time and everything would have been fine and we would have never seen this story but that's not what she did she planted a flag and said bitch I'll do what I want so in this case here where would we put Opie? why did they have to involve cake you know what I mean those cakes didn't do nothing wrong to nobody and now one of them if not both of them is gonna be wasted I'm gonna open up a home for orphan cakes This is something where OP, in my opinion, at the moment where she fired back, pivoted and and basically showed that it wasn't something innocent or that she just didn't give a shit about decorum when it comes to a couple. Right. The smart thing would have been to communicate through her, and if you really want to have a uh, an ongoing friendship with your friend, you at least need to play nice with their significant other, otherwise the significant other is going to be more opposed to them spending time with you period, thus your friendship falls apart, so play the long game, at least have the respect to do so in this case, firing back when she shouldn't have makes her an ask on too. in my opinion, she definitely shouldn't have done that everything else before that could have been avoided, and if it was an innocent mistake, reacting differently in that instance would have smoothed the whole thing over and would have been a positive outcome not just neutral but positive outcome because it would have strengthened the relationship between them instead she lit it on fire and said i'll do whatever i want i will bring cake over every day all day cake all day every day i'll do what i want about turned into a, like a street brawl so in my humble opinion here that was the moment where the choice dictated how big of an asshole she was willing to be and she went up to two asking off for not telling husband i had cancer that's not heavy at all my goodness right before and during covid starting mid 2019 but continuing things were quite stressful for my husband his father was showing signs of dementia and later was diagnosed accordingly and hubby became responsible primarily for his care so not just seeing his dad go through this and caring for him but of course facing his own mortality and seeing his own potential future we had my husband retire from his job so that he could provide nearly full-time care for his dad at his dad's home, which was fortunately close by. Additionally, in 2020, while this was still going on and the dementia was getting worse, his son, my stepson, was making some really bad decisions and actually almost died in a car crash high and drunk bottom line it was serious high stress in 2020 just a week after the car crash i had a basic surgical procedure and while the doctors were in there they discovered unrelated cancer in fact while i was under they pulled in another surgeon and got rid of everything they could in the moment the procedure itself obviously took longer than planned and i decided to not stress my husband out even more with what the doctor told me when i came home when I came to, hubby wasn't allowed back there in recovery, COVID protocols. And so I just told him that they had found extra scar tissue and such, and that's why the procedure took longer. Afterward, I had to undergo some radiation and such. I was able to get those treatments and keep it away from my husband because he was always at his dad's taking care of him since I worked from home. My hubby didn't often call me during the day, and he would not be aware that I wasn't home and was actually off getting treatment. I'm a salaried professional, and I was able to flex the time with no problems. My prognosis is good at this point, and I still have never told my husband. It's been almost three years. His father has since passed away, and his son has his act together now. I would have told him if things had turned south, but so far so good, and I honestly made the decision in that moment because I just couldn't burden him with one more thing to worry about. But am I the asshole for doing so? Oof. This one is hard. Um, It is lying. It is withholding information, which is different than lying. Right. I mean, it's still a lie, but but it wasn't malicious. And I think that's what we have to pay attention to here is is why. Why was it done? And it wasn't done because she was trying to be malicious. She wasn't trying to necessarily hide something from him. The only thing that she was trying to hide from him was stress. And I get I get that. I get that, and I can't say that in a similar position I wouldn't do the same thing. And maybe it is the asshole thing to do in the long run, but until there's a reason to add the stress, I think you have to ask yourself if adding the stress is the right thing to do. With so much other stuff going on, I'm sure Candy Thunder would you know, kick me in the crotch for thinking like that or saying that, but, but I, I honestly think that she would act the same way too. I think... Knowing, knowing what each other go through, if it was a high stress situation like it was where she listed all of these things were just going like not just a little bit bad, but like lose your mind bad. All of these things are max stress levels. You can't help but as a spouse or as a family member or someone who cares about someone, you can't help but worry about the things that you can't control when it comes to your loved one's health. She knew that when she was passing that information along, if she had told him it would cause additional stress no matter what. Of course, he can't do anything about it. And him stressing about it and worrying about it isn't going to help. It's not going to It's not going to do anything. But that was the only thing that she could tell him. She would have known if things were going further south. She would have known if this was going to be bad. and She did it to protect him. And if it had gone further south, she would have told him. So people are going to disagree with me here because that's something that you should be you should be completely transparent with your spouse about but it, there was no malice behind this at all. It was it was done from a very innocent wholesome place and it wasn't because it was for her benefit it was for someone else's benefit and she had already planned to come clean if she needed to but knew she had enough time to not have to do that yet. So I am at an NTA. That's where I'm at for you here OP because it's there's nothing malicious about it at all. And it wasn't for her selfish benefit it was for her husband's I believe that based on what I've what I've read here and and how even just the tone in this makes me believe that further. Maybe like after next scan when you get a really good idea of what you're looking at now, maybe when you have your next appointment that kind of dictates how treatment has been going your next check-in so to speak. I think after that point when you have some clear news to be able to deliver, then you're under a different set of moral obligation. So yes, yes, not the asshole for not doing it yet, but you need to do it now. Okay.
1: Uh, We have another follower submission here.
0: Title of this one is, Am I the Askinaut for Outing My Dead Mother's Husband? My mom passed away on Easter very unexpectedly. We were all at Easter dinner when my mom tells me that she isn't feeling well and asked me to check her blood pressure. I have a medical background. Her blood pressure was outrageous, so I told her she was gonna be mad and called our local squad. Fast forward to the hospital, her husband, my husband, and I were in the room waiting to hear what was going on. I say husband like that because husband's in quotation. So fast forward to the hospital, her husband, my husband, and I were in the room waiting to hear what was going on. The doctor comes in and tells us that she didn't make it. Her husband immediately leaves the hospital, not just the room, the whole hospital. I ask follow-up questions and then proceed to call him to find out if he will not be returning he tells me it's not my place you will have to handle it mind you i am her only child with three grandchildren and one on the way due in october so i do just that and handle everything every single decision i made it with the support of my husband and my family he did the bare minimum and acted shady for the entire following week in my mind at least fast forward to one week from the day my mother died and i get a phone call to Do some checking into the woman who has been at my mother's house every day since the night she died. For reference, my grandmother 100% financed said house for my mother. It turns out he had already moved a woman into my mom's house, but because of the three of them, mother, grandmother, and him, were on the deed, there was nothing we could do. Two months later, while we paid all the bills for the house he and his mistress were living in, we had to buy him out of the property. Now granted, we did this for the least amount possible. However, my mother's life insurance and 401k, etc. were all left to him. We're now fighting, trying to get him to pay at least the funeral bill out of the life insurance. He and the new woman moved out and took everything of my mother's, with the exception of the specific heirlooms I requested and her clothes slash shoes and Christmas decorations. While I'm thankful that I have the important things to me, I can't help but be bitter. The man whom my mom barely knew for five years disinherited me and my children and the remainder of my family. I sat on it for months and kept my mouth shut not to out him over his secret. I had recently started having nightmares regarding my mom's death and the situation until finally I put it all out there. I kept my post factual and to the point trying to leave my thoughts and anger out and only stating things I could prove in court should I I have to. Almost forgot to mention, two days after she died, he called and cussed me because I still had her cell phone, even though I'd given him her wedding rings, which she paid for, and her wallet, which he is not on her checking account. So I had literally given him every aspect of her I had except the phone. He was extremely mean and hateful on the phone, and after about 15 minutes tells me he was sorry he hadn't taken his medication. All of this has weighed so heavily on me, and it isn't even about the money. For me, it's the fact that you could out your only child and grandchildren, and the fact that. he can live with himself for doing the same when we've proven he was cheating on my mom even before her death and was with the mistress the morning of my mom's death, which I assume could have contributed to her death from all of the stress and anxiety of what he was doing behind her back. But yet still, after all the hell this man has put my family through, I can't help but feel, but feel a little guilty for posting. Am I the asshole? Okay, so the situation here was OP had not just suspicions, but knew that this was going on ahead of time, felt like she had to talk it out um, and did a post. But where did the post happen? Okay. So the second, the second part of that is in personal Facebook, no allegations, only facts. I have no idea if he's seen it or not. You haven't blocked. Okay. So he didn't have any kind of reaction from that. The post triggered. Okay. I mean, I would assume, I would assume that if there were some kind of, of poisoning or some kind of something that they did to cause this to speed along that it would have it would have been something that they found you know what uh, if if it's your it's your private facebook right so the people that you've chosen to share it with you made the decision to have this discussion with basically kind of like we do here right i don't think you're an asshole at all for for doing that i think you're feeling bad for it enough to wonder if you are the asshole is what concerns me here because this person you know in a vacuum Saying or understand if my understanding of the situation is everything that you've given to us on face value here. You've got someone who's who's got no problem uh, mistreating you in every single way. You feeling bad for starting this conversation post where you're wondering about these things and about these things that are bugging you just for doing that. Number one, I think, shows us that uh, you're an empathetic human being, right? Where. He's got to be some kind of a robotic asshole. You have feelings. Um, You're able to feel remorse to wonder if you're the asshole. And just wondering is enough in this case to kind of show us that you're not what he is. So balance of scales here. I wouldn't feel bad. And you've got a long way to go before you can start feeling bad. But that's against your own benchmark, not, not what he's done. It's your mom. I mean, it's not like you have uh, an applicable experience to put this up against. You're allowed to feel things. You're allowed to to discuss how you feel. Um, and you're not making any allegations or anything. So I I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. NTA. Yeah. NTA. 100% NTA here, OP. And I think not just comparing yourself to to the evil that you're facing, which I think there has to be a true evil element to it. And in here, we'll go ahead and assign him the official ask on one to show you where you are in the extreme opposite end of the spectrum with him here um, you are so far from being the the evil that he is and he's not concerned about how big of an asshole he's being at all and he's not asking anybody if they think he's being the asshole because he's accepted it you this is 100% understandable and I don't think anybody's going to fault you for that NTA and I'm hell I mean that's a hellish thing to have to go through and I'm sorry that you went through it <laughs> so this one is don't touch my kick that's the title legit baked goods everyone loves baked goods My sister, she probably loves them more than anyone. So on the day she was down and depressed after breaking up with her boyfriend, my mother and I swore to bring her cheer with a delicious chocolate cake. We venture out the front door and hop into his Jeep and set down the road to the local grocer. We arrive and as we are looking to park, this woman who we will call Karen, cuts us off and steals the parking spot we were waiting for. We shrugged it off as we're pretty relaxed fellows and parked in another spot. We make our way into the grocery store, head directly to the baked goods counter and wait in line to be served. The Karen pulls up behind us, chattering away obnoxiously on her cell phone and completely oblivious to what was around her. Our turn to be served comes up. We select the last remaining chocolate cake and ask the baker to put a message on our cake. She said it would take about 10 minutes as there was a line and we told her we would be back to pick up our order. As we are walking away, Karen asked for a chocolate cake and is told there's none left and that we got the last one. Come on, counter worker gal. Why do you have to add the end part? Why do you have to say, oh, I'm sorry, we're sold out. They got the last one. I'm guessing all this drama could have been avoided. Sans that line. She begins freaking out in a very entitled tone and demands that she received said cake since we cut her off in the bakery line. Oh, so now we're just making things up. Cool. However, the baker assures her we were there first and she would have to pick out a different cake. At this point, we could no longer hear what was happening, but we didn't care as the Karen stole her parking spot and got her just desserts. Hey, that was funny. That was good. She got her just desserts or didn't. And we took the last chocolate cake. However, our dealings with the Karen were far from over. We headed to the frozen aisle to grab some pizza pockets, fries, chicken fingers, and other delectable snack foods as we were pretty starved. We headed back to the bakery counter only to find a different person behind the counter. We asked her for our cake and are told our sister picked it up. No! No, Karen impersonated their sister? Holy shit, this gal. This gal. Too far, Karen. Too far. Oh my goodness. She then points down the bread aisle to the Karen with our cake in her MFing cart. Now, most people would walk away and let this bee eat her cake, but we were not backing down. We followed her for some time through the grocery store. We decided to wait for an opportune moment and steal our cake back. The second she turned to grab something from the dairy fridge, we galloped over, grabbed the cake, and ran headlong to the checkout. Looking back, we saw she was distracted on her phone again and did not notice that the cake was missing. We paid for our groceries and headed out to the truck. As we were leaving, we realized that maybe we could get a little extra revenge on her. So we wrote up a note indicating how delicious the cake was and that she should thank us for saving her the calories. We tucked this under the wiper of her car and just drove off as she was walking out. Her face was red and puffed with air. We could tell she was angry as all hell that we got our cake back. Yes. 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 All, all of this. Every, every single bit of this, even the little note afterwards. E- yes, all of it. All of it. we have a follower submission to read this follower submitted story is am i the ass for not inviting my dad to my vow renewal because he didn't go to my wedding i 36 male married my wife 36 female three years ago in the middle of the pandemic and before any vaccines were available We had a small ceremony in a small park in the middle of a city four hours away from where my dad and stepmother live. We had planned on live streaming the ceremony on Facebook for everyone that we knew who wouldn't or couldn't make it due to travel restrictions and simply wanted our parents to be there to see us get married in person. My wife's mom and stepdad live only an hour from where we got married, so that was easy to manage. My dad and stepmom, on the other hand, were my only chance to have any family there with me since my mom and stepdad and stepdad live in Europe. I sent my dad and stepmom the official invitation six months before the ceremony, and he said yes. Fast forward to three weeks before the wedding, I'm in the middle of packing up my things to change duty stations, hashtag Navy life, and my wedding is going to happen at the tail end of this move. My dad called me to let me know that after a lot of deliberation, he made the decision to not attend the wedding after all because of his concerns with COVID-19. I remember feeling numb from that news and initially said that I understood and thanked him for letting me know. I finally felt again and got angrier and angrier the more I thought about it. It was a reasonable drive to an open-air venue where masking is encouraged and everyone but the bride and groom would be six feet apart. We were taking every precaution to make this happen, and yet he was still too scared to go. I know in my heart that if I were in his shoes, nothing would stop me from watching my son get married. I was effectively alone on my wedding day, but didn't let that stop me from enjoying the day. To this day, I haven't forgiven nor forgotten this, and to make matters worse, my wife and I have gone no contact with my stepmother for, to put it simply, saying mean things and refusing to take accountability for what she said. Sounds like a whole other story right there. Fast forward again to present day. My wife and I have recently joined a new church, and we already feel right at home, and we're talking with the head pastor to have a vow renewal at the church next summer before I head to my next duty station. We plan on inviting plenty more family members now that all travel restrictions have been lifted and I'm currently stuck on whether my dad and his wife should get an invitation. They took what I see as a cowardly way out of the first time and my vindictive side wants to invite everyone but them to send a message. My wife supports this move and yet I feel a little hung up on this. How far out of line am I, Dusty? Am I the Ascanon if I don't invite my dad to my vow renewal as revenge for him not coming to my wedding? Okay. So you guys haven't seen this content come out yet, but I think I think it's a good time to to have this talk. Let's let's have this talk. We have talked about where there's kind of a spectrum of of acceptable responses. And at the bottom of this, you have like what is, what is allowed basically based on the amount of, of action that they took. Right. And then at the top you have like being the, the bigger person and, and forgiving and forgetting and all that crap. So you've got this in between there. Um, that's, that's where you can act and not be the asshole. Right. So you can do this and not be the asshole for it. It's justified where you are justified taking action based on the action that they took. But then I think the bigger question here is, is a theme that, uh, that we talk about a lot in, in the podcast with Josh Smoots. And that is the statement that I've used for a while internally, kind of that says, do what you want. And that doesn't mean just do whatever the hell you want. That means your actions should align with your goals in life. And in this case, your actions should align with the relationship that you want to have with your dad and your stepmom, or with just your dad, or whatever. It's I think it's less about what is uh, what's acceptable based on context of their actions, and I think this becomes more of a what's acceptable to you based on where you want this to go from here. Do you want to have a long relationship, a close relationship, so that someday when you have kids, if you have kids, do you picture that bond between your dad and your kids being strong? Do you picture them having them close? And if so, then do what you want. Meaning the action you should take now should put you a step closer to having that in the future. You are taking a step toward creating that future vision that you want. Now, if you could give a shit less and you don't see that happening because it's just not kind of that kind of person you haven't been that close and and whatever else come what may in there, then then do what you want there, too. And you have the right to say. To say no, I'm not going to invite them here because I don't need to take a step in that direction. You see where I'm going with this? I think it's less about uh, where you're just a justified asshole for not inviting them here, and more about like where does this take you in life, and where do you want where do you want it to go? And a lot of people had a lot of you know, call it rational, call it irrational fear that was heightened during that time, and they were too scared to do anything or go anywhere. I know my grandma was one of them, um, and some of that fear still exists there with not being willing to get out and travel as much or go to as, as many event kind of things. So, so there, is, there is like a little asterisk toward your dad's actions because everybody was losing their minds and nobody knew what was going on and nobody knew it was safe. And although every precaution was being taken there, if they had a reason to be concerned, if they were immunocompromised or they had some other reason, then they have a little bit more weight thrown behind them. So it is complicated, all of that to say, you wouldn't be an asshole, but it might not be the direction you want this to go. And I think that's the more important question. There's a lot of words to say those for you. Do what you want. <laughs> This one is, am I the astronaut for wanting time away from my brother-in-law? Am I wanting time away from my brother-in-law? Small backstory, myself, 33 female, and husband, 31 male, have been married for two years, after meeting 10 years ago in 2013. and our time together since then, we've split responsibilities between the two of us. If one of us cooked a meal, the other did the dishes. It worked well, and we've never really had any issues when it came to our handling of our adult responsibilities. My father-in-law, 63, owns the duplex that my husband and brother-in-law, 35, grew up in. Their egg donor left. Left them when my husband was six years old, and has not and has been no contact since. Wow. My husband and brother-in-law are not close with their stepmother, 60, or her two sons, 32 and 30. My brother-in-law and one of the sons was still living with his father-in-law. The gentleman that was renting the other side of my father-in-law's duplex was moving out. So we thought, can we move next door and continue to save with more space and off-street parking? My father-in-law talks to my husband about having his brother live with us, and we moved next door and implied it would help him get on his feet to save and be able to move into his own place. I was very apprehensive. One, I wanted to live with my husband alone. I was over having roommates. And two, we were getting a puppy soon after move-in day, which we already got okayed with father-in-law. So basically, we moved in. Things for the first six months to two years were fine. My husband and I did a lot of cleaning originally when we first moved in because my brother-in-law works for my father-in-law as a cleanup carpenter. This means he gets to do the tedious work. Help put up siding, painting... Painting walls, cleaning up after the crew, just minimal things. Now that we're done, the backstory. Things started to progress. My brother-in-law pays one-third of rent. We pay the other two-thirds of rent. All the bills are in my husband or I's names. Brother-in-law does not clean up after himself. He only cleans the bathroom for a common room area, maybe once a month. He doesn't leave the house except for work, and he only works two to three days a week. Sometimes doesn't work at all for weeks at a time. When he does work, it's only for three to four hours. We've been having problems having equal time in the living room area. My husband and I paid for the furniture, movies, and pretty much everything we bought together. I work five days a week, 40 hours. Sometimes I do overtime, which brings me to 60. My husband is a tattoo artist who works 28 hours per week, but summers he works up to 50 hours a week. I don't mind that he has a lighter schedule because I love that he has found his passion early in life whereas I work my job because it's a job. It's not something I love to do, but I do it because it makes good money. My brother-in-law and I have a couple of spats fighting for non-northerners My husband and I fight my brother-in-law over minimalistic things. Can you bring out your cardboard when you go to work? Which I'm subtly asking, please take out your soda boxes and pizza boxes instead of waiting for a week to pass by. Can you wipe down the stove and clean your pans after you use them? Can you clean up after yourself when you cook a meal, wipe down the stove? Because we just spent all day cleaning and cleaned the inside and top of the stove. My husband and I took his brother in to be considerate of his father and stepmother-in-law. Brother-in-law feels these aren't really serious things to be considerate of others you're living with. Anytime anything is brought up to brother-in-law, he complains to my husband's father. Anytime my husband talks to my father-in-law, he tells him that he doesn't want to be involved. It's getting to the point where whenever I work 8 to 4, I know brother-in-law is going to be home when I get home. I go to my husband and I's room where me and the two dogs hang out till my husband gets home. I work Sundays from 4 p.m. to midnight when my husband leaves for work at noon. That's my time alone. I get two and a half hours to hang out with my pups and then get ready for work. My brother-in-law knows my schedule because it's been on four years of now living together. I write our appointments on the calendar next to the fridge. I realize he's probably lonely because I know for a fact the only friend he has is his dad and my husband. He cut off his high school friends and stopped hanging out with them because he quit drinking and they kept drinking when they were in college, when which was 10 years ago. How do I explain to my brother-in-law that I get he wants to spend time with family but because I pay a third of the living space I should get the two and a half hours of living room time on Sundays? I am just not understanding his thought process or how to address the situation with him in a constructive way. Any input would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance. Woof. Okay. Um, this is a pretty simple one. Get out of there. Get out. Get out. Get out of it. The problem here is that I don't know that you have the power to kick him out. That's the tough part. You've gotten yourself into a little bit of a pickle where you don't have ultimate control about who lives with you and that sucks um but one way or another you got to get out either you get out by not living in something that is owned by 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 the father-in-law or you get his permission to to split this thing up because you're living with someone who i mean think about this a little bit longer you're 33 and 31 been married for two years after meeting 10 years ago at some point maybe you want to have kids you have dogs right now and it gets really awkward with someone else there that you aren't really comfortable with. And then you're not he's not there because like he is like a little brother to your husband and you feel like you need to take care of him in XYZ. It wasn't his choice. It was something that was forced on you guys, which is why it's awkward. It wasn't your choice, really. You reluctantly said yes. It is going to be uncomfortable and it's going to get increasingly uncomfortable until something changes. Unfortunately, those things that could change are something bad happens or you guys come to some kind of understanding. And the understanding is unlikely to happen based on what you've described so far so uh i said, get out just get out that's that's where it's gonna lead anyway just get out you are not the asshole for wanting time away from your brother-in-law we'll make that official here with an nta however i think you should want all the time and all the space and just get away from him period Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also...